Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. When we hit the playoffs, we weren't in a groove the way we were in 2020 or 2021. And without going back into that, that's you have to set yourself up in the regular season for seeding. And obviously, you want the one, so you get that bye. And we were right there going to Cincinnati, and you know we we lost. It is what it is. But there's a lot of people in this league that would sign up to be the number two seed because you know you're hosting two games as long as you win and a chance if one loses to host all three. What's today, Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. What do we do on Wednesdays? Uh, Apparently for me and you, we both golf on Wednesdays. (laughs) That's true. Just coincidentally. We're both hitting a golf simulator today. Yes. One of my first thoughts when the Bills season ended was, okay, it's golf season. And it's, (laughs) <laughs> Not quite no, golf season. Like four, three months away, four months away. Yeah, but you know the simulators will help. But but I did immediately transition. You know, if you could mm-hmm. see a pie chart or a graph of my brain, you'd see a big giant corner of it going from like Zubas that fade away, <laughs> and it's just a picture of a golf course. Yes. So you know, brain goes to golf a little bit. I'm excited for a golf season. Hopefully, if we can get out and play as much as possible and get a beautiful summer. All I was that. scrolling past something with John Rahm yesterday. I'm like, not even going to look at it. Not even going to click on it because I'm not ready for that. I'm ready for the simulator. I'm not ready to be picturing, you know, green golf courses and sunlight. Are you ready yet? to watch the Live Tour on the CW? I cannot imagine I will <laughs> ever get to it. Yeah, I feel the same. Like, like, do I even know what channel? One, I don't have cable, so that's not going to happen. I guess I could figure it out. There's probably like a... Is there a CW app? Who knows? Not every channel has an app. No, that's true. That's so true. The CW might not. Um, is it on Peacock because of that? I don't know. Who knows? All these partnerships. I, I almost, they're, pay, they're paying for that, right? Yes, yes. They're, paying, they're not just on the CW because the CW wanted them. They, no, I think they're They're giving for the it. CW money to be on. Yeah. Every time there's any sporting event on television other than an NFL game these days, I have to Google what it's going to be on first. I gotta, mm. I'm going to watch a Premier League game. Hold on. Where is it? 
because you never know. It's either USA or Peacock or Hulu or where can I find it? Where can I stream it? What channel is that channel? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, in an effort to, uh, you know, just streamline. this is why, I mean, this is why some of these streaming platforms, though, are nice because, like, the ESPN app, like, 80% of the time, I feel like I want to watch it. A, a game, whether it's basketball or hockey, I just go to the ESPN app and it's on there. Yeah, really, hockey unless it's a TNT game or a Sabres game. It's you know, on if ESPN. You, if you have the ESPN Plus subscription, you have it. Yeah, you start watching Capitals games. I <laughs> so I I did stay up to watch the entirety of last night's Saber game. Me too. And then I'm I'm in bed like okay I got to throw something on to fall asleep to. I'm like okay I'll throw I'll throw on Avalanche Capitals. So I watched maybe like a few minutes before you know nodding off. So it was on though. Yeah. Well, good. Good. It's uh, good morning, Jeremy and Joe with you on a Wednesday. We'll start. I do want to start with the Sabers real quickly because we've got plenty to get to for the Bills. We'll talk to Joe Marino today of the Draft Network coming up at eight o'clock on the Bills' end of season presser. Um, lots of stuff. So we'll get to the Bills. We've got lots of time on the Bills on the Sabers though. You know the thing that reminds me of the O six and O five O six and the O six O seven Sabers. I don't know. Like that's. What are you trying to say? Just when I tell you what reminds me, you might you might buy it. Mm-hmm. Your favorite player could be any one of like ten guys. That's good, yeah. And that's something that when the old five oh six Sabers were around, everybody had a favorite player. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm I, I love Talinder. Oh, I love Max. Yeah, I love Dumont. Yeah, there were there were Greer guys. Yeah, there were Newmanen guys. Just yeah, everybody everybody had a guy. Yep, because they were so fun to watch and so good that you had all these different players you could like. And with this team, I mean, man, Thompson, Darlene, mm-hmm. I mean, Tuck. You could get to Olafson because he scores important goals he, for them. He is third in goals in the NHL in the month of January. He's coming on. Yeah. And for me right now, I want to say like the story of the team, there are a lot of stories. But for me, man, Dylan Cousins is turning into an incredible <laughs> – he is – He's not quite taking like the Thompson scoring leap, but he's definitely taking a scoring leap and everything he does. He is a smart, skilled, determined, about to be signed to a big cornerstone contract mm-hmm. guy, right? Like they're going to give him seven years and who knows how many million dollars because he's going to be up and there's no reason to slow play that. He is yep. absolutely identifiable as someone they should want as long as possible. And last night, he scores the empty netter on a really nice, good, smart play. Like, take the pressure off right away. The, the Sabres are they're up a goal and killing a penalty because Peyton Krebs took a penalty in the face-off circle for uh, hitting the puck with his hand. After getting blasted into the boards yep. by three minutes before that, by the way. <laughs> yep, yep. His league. It's crazy. And here's Cousins yeah. just to make a nice, cagey play, mm-hmm. put the game away, and, you know, on to the next. On to the next. And he's just below a point of... A game. I mean, he really he's kind of quietly had this season. I'm sure that's happened nationally for him because Thompson is just like the story of the league. Yep. This season. And by the way, he's doing that. Not to say Quinn and Paterka have not been good because, especially like their advanced numbers are still fa- fantastic for the whole season. He's having this season playing with two rookies the whole year. Yeah. Like he's not getting the benefit of Tuck and Skinner on his line. Like how, many, how would he have? Would he be on pace for a hundred points if he was playing with Skinner and Tuck this year? Maybe, right? He's he's got he's the veteran of his line, and he just yeah. makes so many good plays. There's so much to like about Alex or about um well Alex Tuck too, but so much <laughs> to like about Cousins and so much to like about Owen Power. 
Two, up back. And to, here the dam burst. Right. Here we go. Up and down the list. Like the, the roster just has a ton of really good players and young players. And this playoff race that they're in, three points back with uh, three games in hand. On Washington, who we really haven't even been thinking about lately. No. But they've lost a couple in a row. Yep. Two in a row for Washington that they've lost. And, you know, you're not going to climb into the Atlantic. We know that. Right. But the the Metropolitan, you know, the Rangers are out there with 59 points. That's a good six ahead of the Sabres. But, you know, it's just someone in the Atlantic is going to fall out. And it might be it might be a year the Sabres make it. It really might. I was checking moneypuck.com. And it lists the Sabres' chance to make the playoffs as exactly the same as the Panthers. Now, they're up on the Panthers by a point, and they have three games in hand. Right. But Money Puck puts them at the same odds as the Panthers. One thing we now have to get annoyed by, and, you know, maybe I'll go for a rant on this in, like, two months. Three-point games. Pittsburgh and Florida last night played the three-point game. Yeah. (laughs) I I was watching that game, Florida... During the Sabres intermission, I think Florida scored with like two minutes left. Yeah. It's like, come on. Seven to six is the final in that game? Seven to six. Seven to six. Probably a great game, though. A two-point game. Or a three-point game. Three-point game. Yeah. So anyway. But can I get greedy? Can I get, I'm not, never mind. Can I get too greedy to say, can I catch both Pittsburgh and Washington at some point this year? So I don't have to play Boston in the first round and just get rolled? Yeah, that's too greedy. That's too greedy. And Boston what? is a machine. Are they? Last time they played... They they are, but they're just for context. How good Boston has been this year? It's amazing. They, their goal differential is plus eighty three. Dallas is second with plus forty two. Yeah, like they are almost double number two in terms of goal differential. I mean, I, I bet against them last night. I spent the last five months hearing how the team with the best point differential was so good, and then they lost. That's the bill. Sorry. <laughs> Right. right, it was all about how good their point differential was, which is true, of course. Yeah, but these, well, a lot of the stats on Boston, you're right. Linus Allmark became the fastest goalie ever to 25 wins in a season. Yep. So yeah, things Probably are going. Win the Vesna. Things are going well. The the Sabers too. Like the reason they're in this right now, like it could so easily, like they could have lost that game last night. Like the Blues got there and they were getting chances down one, and they played overtime against Dallas on uh, on Monday, and Craig Anderson stood on his head for 20 minutes. To keep them in the game, that's tenuous. I mean, if they come out with one point of that four instead of four, and then suddenly, oh, they're six points out, and it doesn't feel like they're really even in the race. But they're in the race because we were saying it for how long? They need the goaltending. Mm-hmm. And they've got two guys right now that are giving them the goaltending. Giving good enough, yeah. Like, Comrie is not going back in until one of these guys either stumbles or gets hurt. Because Anderson... If you look at, on Money Puck, actually, they have the uh, the chart for expected goals for. And Craig Anderson is 13th out of 65 qualifying goalies this year, and, and Lukanen is 20th. Like, they have two top 20 goaltenders right now mm-hmm. that are playing the way they are, and the way they score, I, I feel like the formula is working if their goaltending continues to play like this. The way they score, they lead the league with, <clears throat> excuse me, with 17 five-goal games. <laughs> number one in the NHL, yeah. 17 games in which they've scored five or more goals. So the phrase that Granado sometimes uses, I've heard Paul use it too, they outscore their problems. And, you know, they don't need their goaltenders to be incredible. Just keep it alive for a little while, and the Sabres are going to get a goal because they almost always do. Right. So a great a great couple of wins for them. Dallas and then last night St. Louis. And, I mean, you know, Tage Thompson revenge game. That's the other thing that's happening. You know, mentioning Cousins. One other 
box to check, which this has been being checked for a while, so this is not exactly breaking news. But one of the main things I was hoping the Sabres could get this year was Tage Thompson, the playmaker. And he had gone nine games with only one goal. And, you know, there's a little bit of a, huh, I wonder what's going on with his goal scoring. But along the way, he would continue to make plays and get assists. Last night, a goal and two assists. He, last year, Thompson had 30 assists. This year, he has 33. He's already, he's already topped. Already it. topped it. Already topped his total from last year, and last year was his breakout year. So, you he's know, on he's on pace for fifty eight assists this year. Good enough. It's yeah. It's doubling his number, and to be a number one center on a top line, you've got to have that. And if your goal scoring kind of dries up, or you go in a nine game drought, are you still? Is your line still making a difference and still making plays? And the answer for Thompson in that line is yes. Well, and they're not just two like their secondary assists. I mean, some of them are sure are, but like that play he makes to Skinner last night. The game like, that, that awareness of oh, Skinner is flying down the slot. I'm yeah. just going to leave this for him. The game winner to Owen Power is a beautiful play to get yeah. him over on the doorstep for the winner in Dallas. Yeah. So you know it'd been a little bit of a dry spell for Thompson, but even in that scoring drought where he had one goal in nine games and last night he scores. Two assists against Dallas, one against Anaheim, one against the Islanders, one against Nashville, one against Seattle. And only had two games in the last ten without a single point. So right. there's it, it sure looks like sustainability. It sure looks like what the Sabres have is something really nice. We'll talk to Sabres head coach Don Granado tomorrow at uh, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. With their trip and the Bills end-of-season presser, we kind of move things around from his usual Tuesday spot to a Thursday. So we'll get to Don Granado at that point. And a playoff, you know, a playoff appearance for this team would be, I mean, it would, be just, it would end one of the longest droughts in sports. It, it, would, it would, probably, I think it's going to be the longest drought in sports if they, if they don't, don't. Because I'll check the NBA standings. The last time I looked, the Sacramento Kings were the longest playoff drought in professional sports. Seattle, no, nope. like they went from 2001 until the, the this Mariners year. just made it though. Oh, uh, I thought I didn't know you were talking about active. Yeah, yep. The Sacramento Kings are third in the Western Conference. So if that holds, Sabres are fighting to not have the longest playoff drought in sports. Aren't the Jets also knocking on the door? They they might be the same year as the Sabres or the year after. 2010? 2011. To I 10 think, 11 is their last one, which is the same as the Sabres. But yeah. they would have made the playoffs later in the year than Buffalo, I guess. I searched longest playoff droughts in sports uh-huh. and. Some of them are not the active droughts, but just the all-time longest drought. Uh-huh. Do you know who had the longest drought in sport Mer- North American Ever? sports history? Yeah. How long was it? How long was it? I, How long? I was going to guess like the Cleveland Browns have it. Close. It's the Cleveland now Guardians. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it's got to be at least 25 years. From what I'm looking at here. I mean, hmm. the Mariners just, right, the Mariners just went, what, 21 without it? Yeah, I think the Cleveland Guardians might have gone like th- um, I'll double check this, but 39 years from like the Oh, yeah, in the middle. Well, in baseball, 39. There was a long period of time where baseball four teams made it. Okay, right. It was really hard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> there was a year, I mean, a lot of baseball fans remember a lot of years like this, but I want to say 93 or 94 where the San Francisco Giants had 103 wins and did not make the playoffs because the Braves made it with 104. In the NL West. Uh-huh. Baseball, yeah, it used to be, and, and it's kind of amazing to think about that. Imagine a league with 32 teams and four make the postseason. Wow. The, 
Yeah. <laughs> like, that's so different from what our sports give us now, where every year they're adding teams. The NBA yeah. is up to 10 teams making it in each conference, basically, right? You've got the play-in series. Right. So the top 10 in each conference are making it in the NBA. In the NHL, they're still at eight. They'll probably expand that soon enough. In the NFL, I've got seven on each side, and baseball had four total. By the way, the Jets, I guess, do they're tied in the list I'm looking at, but the Jets played the playoffs in 2011. It wasn't the 2011 season. Okay. So the Sabres would have played their last playoff game like three months after the Jets. The Sabres, by the way, I'm looking at maybe, I'm looking at the same Wikipedia page you are, and the Sabres have the all-time leading playoff drought in the NHL. Yep. But weren't, wasn't the NHL the opposite of, the, of, of Major League Baseball? Like everybody got in for like 20 years. Yeah, I think so. Like six teams missed the playoffs yes. from like the, through the seventies and eighties. There was a stretch where there were twenty-one teams and sixteen made it. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, the Kings at sixteen, the Jets at eleven, the Sabers at eleven, the Phillies are at ten years, Tigers are at eight, Angels. A lot of these are baseball droughts. It's not. It's, it's not crazy to see that of the top. Uh, I mean, you just mentioned Seattle's gone, but of the top ten playoff droughts, half of them are, are baseball teams. Mm-hmm. The Denver Broncos have the second longest in the NFL behind the Jets. Jets at 11. Yes. Who would you bet to end their drought first, the Jets or the Broncos? Ooh, the Jets. Definitely, right? Yeah, I think so. They just need a quarterback. And all the, the Broncos st- are stuck with a quarterback. Yeah, the Jets, the Jets need a quarterback. And I don't know if the NFL media machine is going to spin it into existence, but Aaron Rodgers to the Jets has been yeah. nonstop for 48 hours. I'm seeing a Photoshop every time I open Twitter. Yeah. And his comments about leaving Green Bay, how he'll always love the fans. He might have to rework his deal in order to make something work. Um, Namath, last night, did you see that? No. Joe Namath said he would allow the team to unretire number 12 if they can get Aaron Rodgers. Wow. <laughs> like, they're already going down that, that, that rabbit hole. Namath's like, do it. I'll give him number 12. Would he want 12? Probably. Rodgers? Oh, be, sure he would. It wouldn't even be that different of his jersey. It's still green. A green and a 12. It's green and white. You're just taking the yellow away. He's like painting the trim differently. Yeah. You know? Rogers on the Jets. Is Does that, he like the idea of like emulating Favre, though, for any reason? Probably. Not? That, that, that's a good question if he would connect the dots there. Yeah. Because Favre went to the Jets. Yep. He went to Minnesota first. No, he went Jets first, then he Minnesota. Did. Wow, yeah. man. It's hard to believe how long that guy played. Yeah. I actually, someone was doing some some history on that yesterday, and I was surprised to see that. It actually maybe went better with the Jets than than I remembered. He they were eight and three, and then he tore some muscle in his shoulder, and then they kind of collapsed at the end. Hmm. Um, but yeah, one year with the Jets. So we think Roger would like the idea of kind of copying Favre. I don't know if he would. He probably wouldn't like it. Would he like the idea of doing what Favre did but doing it better? I, I bet he. Uh, who knows what he's thinking? He probably just wants a chance to win, and he thinks the Jets are. Probably the best chance he's going to get at that. He's got a stud defense and tons of weapons. And talent on the offensive line, but we'll see. So, yeah. Yeah. If the if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, how's the division? What if the Jets get Rodgers and the Dolphins Ooh. get Brady? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, long-term, I feel pretty good. Yes. Long-term, I feel pretty good because there's two 40-year-old – is Rodgers going to be 40? Brady, Brady's gonna be forty six, which is insane. Uh, I think Rogers is gonna be forty, maybe. I'd feel pretty good long term. Yeah, Rogers, his birthday's in December. He'll okay. start the season at thirty nine, turn forty during the year. Okay. Um, I mean, they are they're a playoff team. 
Yep. For sure. They could win the division with Aaron Rodgers, couldn't they? Yeah, probably. I feel like they could. I, I, I'm... I, the way Bean sounded yesterday, too, like the whole time that press conference was happening, one, I kept yelling internally about T. Higgins instead of Jamar Chase when he was making the receiver points, but two was, this This sounds like a general manager that, or this sounds different. It, it just sounds like it's going to be a different offseason, and we're not going to be able to go into next year saying this is the most complete roster in football. The Jets might be in that conversation have, for the yeah. most complete roster in football. It's not crazy to think if they get Aaron Rodgers, despite the fact that he's his production went down last year, that they could win that. They they could challenge the Bills for the division, realistically. Would it be crazy to say that the most complete roster in football is something you shouldn't even aim for anyway? I was thinking that the other day. Like, doesn't it just matter how many stars you have versus yeah. how many who what who's the better team? I've got seven star players, but four holes on my roster. You've got no holes on your roster, but three star players. Wouldn't you rather be the team with seven star players? Probably. If you're looking at the teams that have been the best teams in the last five, six years, have they been the most complete rosters? I mean, the Bills have been one of those teams, so yes. Yeah. But the Chiefs have made it farther. They're not a more complete roster. The Bengals made the Super Bowl with like the worst offensive line in football. And, you know, there, there's a little bit. I was thinking about this the other day watching the Chiefs and the Jaguars. Family feud style. If you went up to 100 sports fans and said, name a Chiefs defensive player, <laughs> how many could do it? They're all going to say Tyron Matthew, who I don't Who's even gone. think he's not there yep. anymore. Tyron Matthew's gone. Maybe you're talking about they, Chris Jones. Right, they might get to Chris Jones. And then who? But not many are going to get Chris Jones even, I think. No. Yeah, who's who's beyond that? Who's next? Is it George Karloftis, the rookie? Is it Frank Clark, just because he's Frank a veteran? Clark. Okay. Um, like, name a linebacker. What percentage of Bills fans could name a Chiefs linebacker? Z- zero. Ra- Your instinct on. was zero. I've got one. Reggie Ragland. <laughs> no, come on. He was at one point. I'm, of course, I don't think he's there anymore. That, that's like I've, the yeah. last guy I remember playing linebacker for the Chiefs is Reggie Ragland. Yeah. He is not, he's a Brown now. Okay. But you're right. He was on the Chiefs. Um, yeah, the Chiefs were not the most complete team in football. Were the Buccaneers the most complete team in football? They're pretty good. Right. When Brady first got there, yeah, they had the weapons, they yes. had the great defense, they had the O line, but no, the point is valid that you don't need to be the most complete team in football. You just need to have the 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 best collection of talent and the best one of the best quarterbacks. Well, once you get to where the Bills are, you might have to make a choice. Like that's what Brandon Bean's got to do: make a choice. Where do you want to be better? Do you you got to get better on defense. You got to get better on offense. You got to get. The Bills are a team that still focuses on specialists with special teams. And where do they want to be better? Offense? Defense? Where do you want to put your resources? Because it is up to you. You you can view this as a bit of a fork in the road, pour assets into your offense, and maybe, you know, we've got a bet on the board, you and I, does Sean McDermott ever have a bottom five defense? Bottom ten. Bottom ten, sorry. Bottom ten defense. And I have no. Well, if they decide to sink every piece into their offense mm-hmm. maybe they drift to the middle of the pack defensively mm-hmm. and you i would ask myself could mcdermott stomach that could mcdermott handle being on a team that's defense is just okay right my guess right, is if, yes. essentially if they if they have a weak unit will it ever be the defense that i mean that's that's the that's the nature of the bet right yeah and i i get why that is I, I made that bet more just because of how long I thought McDermott was going to be here, more than yeah. he would stomach that, like you're saying. Because right. I don't think he, I, I don't see it. Right, he might be here for 
10 years, 10 more years. Right. And you have maybe have a good spot that he finishes 20. They, they finished. They just like one year. Have 20 injuries, second on yeah. defense because, yeah, guys leave. Right. So I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, Poyer is probably going to walk. Right? Like, didn't that kind of sound that way yesterday? They did say they would love to have him back, which could just be, we'd love to have him back, but we know we can't. Right. Edmonds, you know, we'll see. But all the talk of the cap and not really knowing where it is, but, like, whether or not they'll be able to pay guys. And the thing that was telling to me when Bean was talking about Edmonds was, I think it was Sal brought up the franchise tag. And Bean went to, it's going to be tough to work in. Because of how high the the, the yeah. cap is on the franchise tag, and I know the franchise tag would be higher than what you might think Edmonds would get in a long term deal. But if he's sounding like franchise tag's gonna be tough, just because we don't think we can fit that in. I mean, what what's Edmonds on a long term deal? Is it two million less? It can't be that much less, right? Oh, it's way less. You the, think it's way less? The franchise tag for linebackers is twenty million. Oh, because of the pass. That's right. Yes. I'm, I'm forgetting the pass rusher part yeah. of that. That's so right. it's it's projected to be about twenty million. They can't give that to okay. Tremaine Edmonds. That's right. Uh, he might even sign it. I mean, if you are Tremaine Edmonds and you go out and sign a guaranteed deal for multiple years, you're going to get more than twenty million guaranteed. But twenty million is still probably if it's the Roquan Smith. Is it's, it, it's it's the highest line paid linebacker in football? Yeah, is isn't it fifty percent higher than what he's going to get? He might get third. Spot Trek puts him at eleven. I think a lot more people might expect him to get maybe thirteen, fourteen. Yep. I mean, on the open market, you're going to get a bunch. Maybe he goes the Milano route and just stays. But yeah, I mean, Sean McDermott said he had his best year. Anyway, there's a lot I want to get to from that press conference, and some of it starts with Ken Dorsey, who is I'm going to go ahead and say pretty much back for year two. The way being being basically said, yeah, being basically said, year two, and I want to talk about that a little bit because. You know, some of the stuff they said makes sense, and I don't. I, I think Brandon Bean's tone yesterday of not really panicking is a good tone to have from your GM because they are a really good team, and they they probably shouldn't panic. The question is, you know, where do you where do you go from here? And Dorsey appears to be a part of that. I want to get to one specific part of what he said about Dorsey when we get back. Eight oh three oh five fifty. If you want to uh, chime in on the Bills, on the Sabers, you know, three points out of a playoff spot. But uh, we'll take your calls. Paul Hamilton, Sal Capaccio, both in the 7 o'clock hour. Joe Marino of the Draft Network, breaking down what the Bills should do from here. And uh, a theory on Leslie Frazier for you as well when we get back here on WGR. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Ken did a lot of good things. Our offensive numbers are good. Like any time you go through something the first year, I'm sure he felt at times like he was drinking out of a fire hose. You're dealing with different things, but uh, Ken is a hard worker. He's smart, and you got a guy who played the position at a very high level, you know, won national championships on a, a major college team, and that's an asset too, knowing what, in this case, Josh is going through. And so Ken will be very self-critical. We'll, we'll all put our heads together. Bill's GM, Brandon Bean on Ken Dorsey. Okay, a couple thoughts on Ken Dorsey. Likely returning as the offensive coordinator. So, you know, drinking from a fire hose, Bean's talking there about a first-year play caller. He even mentions, I'd like to think I'm a better GM now than I was in my first year. Mm-hmm. And I think all those points are good and fine and fair. There is one mm, problem, or if I could make a little, a little note in your program here. If you're going to do it this way, it's it's going to be a, a rotating cast of characters at offensive coordinator. We kind of know that, right, with a defensive head coach? So here are the potential scenarios for Dorsey next season. He does really well and gets a job, or he's not good enough and he leaves. And now that's two years on uh-huh. an offensive coordinator where – if you're bringing guys in as first-time play callers and giving them a season of growth, if it went better, they leave. Ideally, right. you're so good you leave right away. Second, secondary to that is okay, not not exactly great. We'll let him grow, and then he leaves. If he does grow, will he leave? You know, like Prob- eventually. Yeah, right. it was it was kind of amazing that Brian Dable stayed as long as he did. Yeah, for a guy that called a good offense for multiple seasons. And grew a quarterback, helped to grow a quarterback, and Josh Allen. Dable, we th- I thought Dable would be gone long before he was. And, you know, here we are. He but left. it was a surprise he was their coordinator that final year. Yes. Last, in 2021. Yes, I would agree. And for Dorsey, I mean, I'm not sure if the clock is ticking on him next year. One of the things Bean did talk about is he, he said the same thing a lot of you out there and us have said about this Bills team, which is, they didn't have it down the stretch. They didn't look like the best team. Bean said it, right? Like, we, after the bye, something wasn't there. And the bye was week seven. The bye was not yeah. late in the season. No. So here you are evaluating an offensive coordinator that started gangbusters and then maybe got figured out or a little bit. Whatever happened, it dried up. The new ideas didn't produce results on the same level when they started. So you have half a season of being disappointed with how the offense looked, and you're bringing it back for year two. Okay, there's going to be growth. Does he get a full season? Is is he on and making a change at coordinator could be a move for them in 
October next year if things aren't going well? Like mid-season? Maybe. But does it depend who else is on the staff? Does it depend if Joe Brady is still here? Like, would they be more willing to do something like that if he does not go to the Chargers or the Jets? Which is something that's that's interesting to think about because I want to say Adam Schefter, maybe Ian Rappaport, whoever first reported his uh, the Jets pursuing Joe Brady's. And, and I feel like the report about the... Um, yeah, the Joe Brady Jets report was from Ian Rappaport. Okay. Uh, and he ended it with, it's unclear if Brady would take it given how much he loves Buffalo. Yes, that's what I was looking for. And the other report about him with the Chargers kind of said something similar. Unclear if he would take it. So Brady getting this interest for these offensive coordinator jobs, does he see himself as maybe I should hang here? I mean, again, like they're, they're a team, so he's not trying to undermine Ken Dorsey. But either A, Dorsey's going to get a job because things go well, and then he's up next mm-hmm. to work with Josh Allen. This is the thing. Like, If you want to be an offensive coordinator or a quarterback's coach, what's a more attractive job, the Jets' job or the Chargers' job? You, I mean, Justin Herbert obviously is way better Chargers. than anybody that the Jets have to offer for now. Yeah. And then if it's Aaron Rodgers, well, maybe that's a good debate. So Dorsey comes back. We spent a lot of the season talking about this Bills team not trusting rookies, and if a rookie make a, makes a mistake, he's got to sit for a while. You had a rookie offensive coordinator. Yeah. So I just find it interesting that the talking about growth, because they they did make this decision to go to a first-year play caller at offensive coordinator in a Super Bowl window. This is a decision they've made, and they must like him enough to stick with it, which I don't, I don't have a major problem, Joe, with them keeping him on. But I would also think if they wanted to move in a different direction, it would be totally reasonable. I also... I wonder where they think, what what do they think growth is? Taking aback a little bit at how much I heard in the last couple of days, frustration that they didn't use Naheem Hines more on offense. Like, I get it. You traded for him, and he had, was it 11 touches on offense, 13 touches on offense? Both the coach and the GM brought that up. Yeah, and Bean talking about, Bean brought Hines up unprompted when asking, when there was a, a question about weapons. And, you know, do we need to get better in terms of weapons? And he went to Hines and well, full off season, you know, more incorporated with the offense, the playbook, more familiar. And to me, if that is the criticism or if that is the nitpicking they're going to do with Dorsey this offseason is, hey, get this guy involved more. Like, come on, that cannot be the idea of where the growth needs to come from is, hey, get this guy, this get this running back more dump offs or more <laughs> screens. I just. The Hines stuff the last couple of days has really ta- taken me back. But I I don't know. I feel like second-year play caller, I, I can listen to it. I can understand why. Okay, he could he could learn things this offseason, evaluating what just happened in his first year as a play caller, and be better at it next year. And that's, again, assuming he wasn't good at it this year. I mean, I think he was fine. There's there's a lot of defenses yeah. of Dorsey out there. Was he perfect? I didn't, would not make that case. But I don't feel like it was so bad that you. It's 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 absurd to think that he's going to get better next year. Get some phone calls in eight zero three zero five fifty. Jerry and Kenmore. Jerry, what's up? You know, uh, one of the things I think that Bills fans might look at right now, and it might seem a little daunting, is the number of needs. You know, we're probably going to need a safety with depending on what happens with Hamlin and Poyer being gone. We're thinking wide receiver. We're thinking, you know, uh, linebacker if Edmonds leaves. We're thinking, you know, off, offensive line. But 
sometimes it only takes one player to change everything. You know, if you could, and I don't know how they accomplish this, but if, but if you get a starting left tackle and you can move Deion Dawkins either to right tackle or to guard, all of a sudden everybody's slotted correctly, and one player contains the whole dynamic of the team. Like, I don't know how you do it, but what if Diggs was the number two or 2A, where you have a guy that's slightly better than Diggs or right on par with Diggs. We'd be happy with Davis at three and Shakir at four and McKenzie at five. That's an adequate wide receiver position. You don't need three. You just need one to be slotted in the right spot. I mentioned this actually to Joe Joe and Howard off the air yesterday about targets. Yeah. And there was also – I'm going to go ahead and find this because last night there was a good thread and a good point, I thought, from some NFL person that I'm going to have to find right now. Um, oh, Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus. If your offensive weapons aren't comparable to the final four teams left, Niners, Bengals, Eagles, Chiefs, uh-huh. you are behind. And I think the Bills are behind all those teams. You might say the Chiefs is not a great weapon set, but it's more diverse than the Bills. It's deeper, too, than yeah. the Bills. They're and num- they, they tried. Yes. Right? Like, they signed Juju Smith-Schuster. They and signed Ju- Marquez Valdez-Scanling. Those and guys- then traded for Kadarius. And Slowly. those guys were both cheap. The, the Bills could get signings like Schuster. Sure. That and, was like $8 bucks. Oh, yeah. like Those two guys were cheap. They have Kelsey, who is a Hall of Famer, and they run the offense through him. He gets the ball mm-hmm. every game 20 times. Not quite. But you know what I'm saying. Um, and to that point about the, the weapons and digs, the Eagles. So in game one of the season, A.J. Brown had 13 targets to Devonta Smith's three. Mm-hmm. And since then, they've been about even. They have two receivers that they target like number ones. You you cannot simply just take out A.J. Brown for the Eagles because they've got Devonta Smith on the other side. Their number two receiver is a Heisman Trophy winner in, yeah. Phil, in Philadelphia. Yeah. And this gets to a lot of the Hill and Waddle stuff. Tyreek Hill, you know, the Bills love to try and take him out of a game. How did they play against Hill? Not bad. How did Waddle do? He got open all day against the Bills. That's in Miami. That's here. Multiple games, right? He had he had a deep the deep play that split the Bills in Week Three. Mm-hmm. He had a, deep, a touchdown, a catch and run by the safeties in the second matchup, and in the third one, he dropped a couple spots where he was open down the field. Right. J- Jalen Waddle routinely got open against the Bills, where they just focused on Hill and the other guy could beat you. And for the Bills, you know we, whether we're talking about low percentage throws or we're talking too much about Davis, the Bills don't have a number two receiver that is a number one. The goal should be not to have a number two. It's kind of what Jerry says here. The goal should be find as close as you can as your second number one and have two ones. And that'll also go for, you know, as you're going to point out a lot going down the stretch, Joe, when Diggs starts to age out, his age 30, 31, 32 year, Mm -hmm. you already have somebody that you feel is really, really good as a part of your weapon set. So they need a lot. They're going to want to rebuild the offensive line. They're probably going to focus a lot on the defensive line. I'm I'm good with that. I'm going to mention wide receiver approximately 2 million times between now and the draft. That doesn't mean I want them to neglect the rest of the team. It just means that I need them to identify that this was a problem for them this year. Yeah, and also I do, this is where I mentioned yesterday like when Bean would get asked about the weapons and you know trying to be more like the Bengals when it comes to just they are overwhelming when it comes to pass catchers. And he went to talking about Jamar Chase. And I'd love to be get Jamar Chase, but I don't want to suck for you know a year or two and be picking fifth overall. To me, you can look at all of these teams that are left right now and look at 
Not, not all of them, because I think the Eagles are the one team where they got... You, you can't really replicate how they did it. They got Devontae Smith, what, like 11th overall? They got him at a, a place in the first round where the Bills would have a very hard time getting to. And then they traded for A.J. Brown and gave him a monster contract. They can't, we really can't do either one of those things. But look at the other three teams. The other three teams all have weapons that are significantly, to me, better than the Bills when you after the, the number one guy. Yeah. And how did they get them? The Bengals got their number two guy, T. Higgins, in the second round. 33rd overall, which for the Bills might be like their first round pick because it's only a few spots above. But a second round pick is how they got their guy. And Boyd, by the way, if you want him, he was, I think, also a second round pick way back when. The 49ers, Brandon Ayuk was 25th overall. He was a late first round pick right where the Bills are going to be drafting. The Chiefs, I I don't know which guy you'd call their number two, but it's probably Juju Smith-Schuster. Again, one year prove-it type contract, free agency, not big money. And if you want to say it's Kadarius Tony, which I'll listen to because he is dynamite when he is healthy, that was a third-round pick. Like, the Higginses of the world, the Boyds, did the, you, did you the mention, Tonys. You didn't mention Debo. I didn't mention Debo. He was a second-round pick. Second-round pick. Like, those players are attainable. But they're only attainable if, if you, take you try. <laughs> if you take like, them. Yeah. I, I, had, I forgot who was debating with me yesterday on Twitter, one of the guys from Football Guys. Like, who did you want them to take in the second round last year? I just want them to take anybody in the second round pick. Like, you can't get lucky if you're not buying the lottery ticket. Yeah, or you just want them to take them with a first round pick. Christian Watson, or trade up. Like, the Chiefs The Chiefs traded up for their guy. And he didn't even, I mean, Sky Moore's not made a huge difference for them, but whatever. Like, But they tried. The second round, the late first and second round is actually a really sweet spot for all of the receivers in football that are that are good. DK Metcalf is there. You mentioned Debo Samuel, Deontay Johnson, Ayuk. We just mentioned Ayuk. Late you first. mentioned Michael Pittman. But you you actually do when you pick late like this, and maybe that this is some sort of correlation between teams that pick late first round are good and probably have good quarterbacks, so the receivers you know they can kind of blossom. Yeah. But first and second round, it is actually a very sweet spot to get your receiver. No, you're not going to get Larry Fitzgerald or Jamar Chase. But well, sometimes you might, as you some, mentioned, you might get A.J. Brown or right, D.K. Metcalf right. or Debo Samuel or who is the other? Uh, uh, Deontay Brown. Johnson. Right, right. Yeah, so I, I'm with you. Michael Pittman? It was, it like, was, these are all second-round picks. It was a little odd to latch on to, I'd love to have Jamar Chase. Well, you don't need Jamar Chase. You need any one of the ten guys we just mentioned yeah. would make this offense much, much tougher to play against. And, of course, an offensive line. <laughs> Help at the right tackle sure. spot. To Jerry's point, he said, you know, draft a left tackle or get a number one left tackle, move Dawkins to the right side. Why not just get a right tackle? And he went, you know, it's it's interesting. Like, he went being far to defend Spencer Brown yesterday and talk about how, yeah. you know, back injury. Didn't really have an offseason. Yeah, he, he's been through a lot. Spencer Brown has, you know, comes out of. He also brought up, like, the, the social media film evaluators. And whatnot when talking about Spencer Brown. Hmm. They're like, it's easy to kind of look at the film and like evaluate him, but right, that's when he gave that that context. He did throw in there, which he might have done with anybody, that like he's got to like there'll be competition. Yeah. Yeah. But right, he didn't sound like he's going to be so quick to replace Spencer which Brown. Which they didn't really do that this past offseason. We, I think, you know, it's a very small point of our draft coverage, but I remember asking several times, should we be talking about right tackle or do you think they're just going to be happy with Spencer Brown? And they were pretty much happy with Spencer Brown. They they brought in Questenberry, but they didn't bring in any sort of you know 
high commodity tackle. Right. 803-0550. My, my theory on Leslie Frazier. I want to see if you think it, uh, if it's right when we get back. And then Paul Hamilton at 7. We'll um, get a little bit on the Sabres, who have uh, back-to-back wins on the road after beating St. Louis last night. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi here on WGR. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Played off the boards by Dylan Cousins in the backhand to the empty net. He shoots. He scores. Dylan Cousins with the empty net. Then the Sabres' fifth goal of this game with 59.8 seconds remaining in the third period. Moments of the game brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi. We'll talk to Paul Hamilton coming up top of the hour. You think Frazier's back? Sean McDermott did not want to talk about assistance two days ago. Then yesterday, Brandon Bean says, Dorsey going, mm-hmm. into, going into year two. So Dorsey has been addressed by the GM. I don't think he would do that unless he knows he's coming back. Yep. I mean, if Dorsey were to get fired at this point, I would be shocked because the GM, I mean, he doesn't just flippantly throw things out there. Nope. So I'd expect him back. And Frazier was not mentioned by Bean. I think Frazier's back. And you'd, you'd bet no? I would, you, you would bet no? I think I'm going to bet no. I think I lean yes. I very slightly lean yes. His contract being up, I mean, it makes it easy if they wanna if they wanna move on from him. Um, I don't know the way McDermott talks about him, the way the players talk about him. I mean, Matt Milano is showing up to games in those T-shirts Von Miller wears. It's like he's like wearing the the, the Leslie Frazier shirt. Mm-hmm. So I'd lean yes because I think he's probably very very respected and popular in that building. Um, and their defensive results in five years have been great. Not with the you know the last couple of games that ended the season, notwithstanding. I mean the last that's is that the argument for why you don't bring him back? It's just the two games that that ended each of the last two years. It's 13 seconds, the debacle that was that final drive. It's the game before that they gave up 38, mm-hmm. right? They gave, they gave. By the way, you said it yesterday they make two stops in that Chief playoff game last year. Yeah, and then against the Bengals they allowed 30 first downs. I mean, I guess that's the argument. It's not. What he's done as a whole for five years, it's two years in a row, season's ended because we've played these big challenges, the Bengals and Chiefs, and have not been able to stop them. Yeah, it's the point people make about Tony Dungy in Dallas. Or, I'm sorry, in Tampa. Yeah, he gets you this far. Can he get you the rest of the way? Or is Frazier the gap there? Is Frazier the guy who can't take you the rest of the way? And I probably don't think he is, but last year the special teams coordinator had to go. This time around... It just wouldn't surprise me. I think I might bet that he would. 803-0550, more of your calls. On the other side, we'll get to Paul Hamilton, talk a little uh, about the hockey team, who is pushing forward, three points out of a playoff spot, three games in hand, and uh, sitting right there in the nine spot. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi here on WGR. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.